Hello, friends. Welcome to another rendition of Hire Us Hollywood, the podcast you are currently listening to. Um, if you forgot what this podcast is about because you were secretly trapped in a soap opera and you got amnesia because your secret twin pushed you into a pool and you hit your head, what it's about is me and Jackie take turns pitching ideas for Hollywood's next great hit show. And if you don't know who we are, I'm Diana, and the next voice you'll hear will be Jackie's. And this voice belongs to me, Jackie. And as Diana said, we're doing the podcast because we're two millennials. So we're doing it because we can. I'm going to launch us into our fun facts for today's episode. Um, my fun fact about today for Diana is going to be that Diana doesn't like tomatoes, but she likes pizza. So like whenever we go places, sometimes we'll like order and we'll share. But Diana doesn't want tomatoes on like a sandwich or anything. But if we get pizza, she likes like red sauce and regular pizza like a normal person i feel like this is a very like common thing jackie because tomatoes are gross as are like pickles as are like a lot of gross things um ketchup is gross as well i will die on that hill no it's gross but do you like relish no that's gross too then what's your go-to condiment i don't know like I don't like okay so like I don't like a lot of salad dressings I hate ranch dressing like I don't if I'm like having a salad I'll do like anything like Italian dressing like I don't like heavy like condiments on my food so you like a vinaigrette yeah you know I will have like if I'm having wings I'll have like blue cheese I don't let people hate that but I don't mind it but no good to know you know what's funny though my dad loves tomatoes and he told me when he was a little boy, he would eat them like apples. And I'd always be like, when you mm. tell me that story. I don't know. I just, I, I mean, don't like tomatoes. I guess we're going to have to cross off Heinz on our list of people who could, uh, you know, give us product placement. Yeah. Sorry, Heinz. I mean, do they make stuff other than ketchup? I don't know. We should check out their corporate Twitter and see if it's like Wendy's. Yeah. Add us Heinz on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsor us for your non-tomato-based products. Oh, man. Either way, a fun fact I have about Jackie that is also not about tomatoes is we've touched on this briefly before, but I want you all to remember that Jackie was and still is a Twilight girl. Yes, I believe that you are. Are you Team Edward or are you Team Jacob, Jackie? So this is a funny story. It depends on what year you do ask me. Like, at first I was like, oh my god, Team Edward. But then I was like, he's abusive, so like, Team Jacob. And then finally I was like, I'm pretty sure Bella's probably just better off by herself. So I do the unpopular route, and I'm like, I think girl just needs to live a little. Also, you know, I am like a Twilight person through and through. Um, I still have a t-shirt I made for when I saw Twilight on opening night at midnight. It's pretty, pretty awesome, slash I am cringing at myself and turning red at my own desk. Can you imagine, though, like, in Twilight, she's, like, 18 years old and gets turned into an immortal vampire? Like, imagine yourself at 18. I would not want to be an immortal vampire (laughs) at that point in my life. See, that's, like, one of the biggest things is I, like, follow, like, several, like, twilight-esque slash like twilight gothic like really funny blogs on tumblr and they're like why can't they just be college age the story makes so much more sense and it would make sense for like when they go back and they learn stuff that they could have completely different majors and no one would think twice about like a very pale college student versus it doesn't make sense like who actually wants to go back to high school literally no one 
Right. Like in high school, how many times do you want to be in science class or like having to learn algebra and calculus for infinite numbers of years? No, like just I feel like that's also like you're going to be stuck with like your teenage acne for literally Mm -hmm. millennia. No one wants that. No one wants that. And something also that our listeners should know, we have not yet executed the shenanigan at the fruit stand. At least we haven't done it in like the last two years. So no one actually understands why the Twilight soundtracks went as hard as they did. So good. They're so good. Did we ever execute the plan where we like, where our coworkers don't realize we're playing Twilight soundtracks. Oh yeah, like, we were... all day we just play Twilight soundtracks. Was it okay? So we have some very like hipstery coworkers who are very like, oh, this is my very sophisticated music taste, very highbrow, and we just wanted to make them a playlist. <laughs> Play, I can't talk playlist that consisted of entirely the songs from the soundtrack of Twilight. Because it was such a good soundtrack. It had so many good people on it. I know. Meet Me on the Equinox. They had Muse. They had all of these different things. Like, no one ever asked for them to go as hard as they did. And I also have them all on CD. But you know what? I appreciate it. It was a great soundtrack. Honestly, this is now a Twilight Twilight soundtrack podcast. I think that wouldn't be the worst thing. So, like, Stephanie Myers, who has a production company, if you miraculously are listening to this podcast and you want your production company to do it, she's a really big fan of Jack Mannequin, or Jack's Mannequin, so, like, we could even get them to do the music because they somehow, they she was somehow affiliated with Jack Mannequin at one point. Okay, so that's one of my favorite bands ever, and I remember one of the reasons my friends convinced me to see Twilight because I had a very dramatic Twilight, like, history. This is just a story for another day. But was because Jack's Mannequin was on the soundtrack. I was like, fine, I'll go just to listen to Jack's Mannequin in the movie. And I think it was, like, in the freaking credit. So I had to, like, watch the whole movie. And I was sort of upset by it. But it's fine. I survived. Barely. And you're stronger it. for it. Yeah, I'm stronger for it now. Also, Jack's Mannequin had a new CD come out earlier. Like, was it? It was either beginning of this year that ended last year. It's so good. He's now... What is his band name now? It's Andrew McMahon, McMahon. And, and McMahon. Yeah, and The Wilderness. Okay, cool. I was like, he's no longer... He's progressed to phase two of his career. Or possibly phase three. I'm not 100% No, this sure. is like phase four. Because he started in something corporate. And then he did Jack's Mannequin for a couple albums. And then he did Andrew McMahon in The Wilderness. And now he's going to probably have like a fifth band name. He's just... he's. Just living it. I appreciate that. Yeah, he seems like a, a solid human. I mean, if he wants to do our, yeah, hit us up. I think like people who are listening are probably like, when are you guys actually gonna get to the pitch versus telling us stuff about your high school years? And you know, they probably have a point. However, I think these fun facts were pretty good this week. But I do want to know, Diana, where are you gonna take us this episode? Okay, well, so this is an idea for a show that we discussed quite a while ago that's sort of been brewing up in my little noggin for quite some time. And it's it's sort of based on um, a couple of concepts. Also, I already I already thought of the name of it, which never happens. Usually it takes me to like the last second to think of a name, but I'm calling it fairly like like fairy, like fairly adult. Okay. 
And the concept of it is, you know how when you're a kid, you have like the tooth fairy and you have like the Easter bunny, like all that sort of like Santa Claus type stuff. But it's and then you grow up and there's nothing. Right. But it's sort of in this reality where it's like, oh, those actually exist for adults, but adults aren't paying attention. And they're just sort of like these boring sort of like like supernatural mystic um mystical beings instead so like instead of like the tooth fairy for when you lose your tooth it's there's like the uh <laughs> the fa- like, like the good parking fairy for when you go oh. to the mall and you get like the first spot right i like that did so this this white like that idea is my favorite because when i was a child and i would go shopping with my mother we would be in her her minivan which we called the white whale because it was the giant white minivan and we would go shopping and it was like a really full parking lot she would have like me and my sister chant with her we have a lucky truck (laughs) (laughs) we like just chanting it until we found a good parking spot and it wasn't until you never told me that song of the white whale folks you've heard it here first that's so awesome it was also called the white whale because um at one point my mom was at the dentist and I think she was still like a little bit under the laughing gas on her way home and the white whale got harpooned at the gas station because she like she hit like one of the little red pillars so it had a little red scratchy on it so it looked like it'd been harpooned also sorry mom I don't know if you want me to share the story because I know you actually listen to this but it's like my favorite story like there's a lot of good memories in the white whale. <laughs> it was a, it was a very faithful minivan. But anyway, so yeah, you would sing like the lucky. <laughs> we have a lucky. It wasn't a truck. It was a minivan. But you would chant, "We have lucky truck," and we'd always get like a good parking spot at like Target. And but like what in this reality, it wasn't because it was because our chant obviously summoned the good parking spot fairy. <laughs> obviously, but like I want there to be like um, like sort of like more of those type things, like Jackie, like like. Like, what are those, like, random moments? It's, like, when you think you're... Yeah, like, when you think you're out of... um, Or what's it called? You think you're out of milk or something and you're about to make uh, breakfast and you, like... And you open the fridge and you're, like, oh, my gosh, I have the perfect amount of milk for my bowl of cereal, right? Mm -hmm. So you have, like, the lucky fridge goblin, (laughs) like, things like that. And it's just the things that you don't or these little supernatural creatures that you don't realize as an adult because you think magic is fake, but is it's all like the, around what you. What creature do you think takes, like, one of your socks from the dryer? Oh, it has to be a nasty little dude. A like, gremlin? Yeah, the sock gremlin. And then he uses them to build a nice quilt to keep him warm because he's sad and has no friends. That guy's sad. Yeah. But now he's warm made of a quilt full of socks and he's happy. He's like Dobby, a free elf. Yeah. But okay. But like the plot of the show, because that's just (laughs) just a lot of description right now, would be I'd sort of want like all of these. uh, You'd basically have the show and you'd see at the start of each episode would be like the opening scene would be like each of the like. I can't talk. Each of these episodes would be an opening scene of one of these supernatural creatures doing one of those good luck moments or bad moments, depending what type of creature they are. And like the person not noticing or just being like, oh, it's my lucky day or oh, it's my bad day. Right. 
um, or, you know, oh my gosh, there has to be a little, um, like fairy that drops pennies that are, uh, not, what's, not tails, face side Heads. up, right? Heads. There we go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm like my brain today. I just can't think of things. Um, right. But like little scenes like that are like the opening scenes and like just humans being just totally, completely oblivious to it, right? Like a nice little opening scene. And so then cut away. Wait, but then you cut away and then the reality of the show is that you go back to like like supernatural headquarters where all of these um people like work and live. Like at the end of the day, they're like clocking out, right? Or they're like, okay, time to do the paperwork, right? And it looks like just sort of like a giant like DMV full of like I love that like cubicles and you just have like a pissed off leprechaun smoking a cigar. He's like, oh, gotta type in the case notes for the pot of gold I left under the rainbow over in San Diego this afternoon. This guy named Phil found it and I have to just write up this whole report. Blah. You know what I mean? Like, and I just want it to be sort of like this over-the-top like workplace comedy with these random supernatural beings and it's just you know wild so are they competing for like employee of the month or like mythical creature of the month oh yeah 100 percent. because you have to have this a lot of my i've realized a lot of my shows are very like have heavily character based <laughs> and i think that just is like the type of well that's the type of shows i think i like to watch you know sort of like like not like crazy people but, but like normal settings um but yeah where it's like yeah like the big thing is like oh my gosh you want to win employee of the month and or supernatural employee of the month and there's something ridiculous or i want there to be oh my god there has to be a unicorn so is a unicorn gonna be the head honcho or are you gonna have like a hades hades creature you know what okay so there has to be um, okay, you know what? The start of the conflict is like they can't be caught by humans or else okay. they get decommissioned. Ooh. So like unicorns, dragons, and mermaids, right? Mm-hmm. So those are all like three things that people are always like to be like, oh yeah, those used to exist, right? And like um those three have all been like decommissioned. So you see them and they're all sad and they have to work the mailroom. Because what if they have to be like you know how they had like Sloss and Zootopia? Can they be like that? Oh yeah, where they just have to work the like off they have to work like mm-hmm. desk jobs and like yeah, where they can't leave the office because too many they got caught trying to do um their supernatural goodness or supernatural little little doodad moments in the in I don't want to say reality, but like in the human realm, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it would be, yeah, you don't want to be decommissioned. Oh, my gosh. There has to be a Yeti. Oh, who cuts the Yeti's head off? Oh, my God, Jackie. Who's cutting a Yeti's head off? Haven't you heard that that's how Yetis regenerate? No. I was thinking of, like, the Yeti from, like, Monsters, Inc. Okay, we need to fact check the white girl. And the white girl is me in this instance. But I... What the- one of the Terry Pratchett books I read that like at the end of like the Yeti carrying one of the characters, Yeti asked for them to cut its head off. Chicky, that is horrifying. But they don't die. What do you mean they don't die? Its head just got cut off. I'm you- gonna Google this. Did you hear about that? There was like this chicken that's head got cut off, and then it was still alive for like it a year. 
They had okay, to like now that is straight up horrifying. They had to like feed it water through like a little eye drop. Okay, no, I don't want to hear this. This is horrible. <laughs> I'm. T- I had. I had. I told someone that at the fruit stand the other day, and they didn't believe me. And then I had to find the photo on the internet. It was scary. That is really scary. Do you know that? Like, so fun fact, y'all. Um, the season of American Horror Story when it's the circus, it's actually based off of the movie Freaks, which is also a musical called Sideshow. However, it was, like, banned. It was literally censored in England for, like, f- numerous, numerous decades because they turned one of the people, they turned one of, like, the female characters into a chicken. What? You know, like, how they have the chant, one of us, one of us. That's from the movie Freaks, which has been, like, recreated in culture, even though it was not a successful movie. Jackie, your librarian is showing right now. Okay, well, the funny thing is, is also my Kennedy Center story has to deal with it when I was the Midwestern cousin who was slightly promoted by actually knowing what we were watching. Oh, my God, Jackie. Well, Have I told you that story? I've heard this story where you <laughs> snuck into the Kennedy Center's honors and you had, like, your red backpack on. <laughs> I went the distance. If my phone had powered on, a normal person would have been like, I'm just taking the metro and I'm going back to where I'm staying. But my phone didn't work and I was on a different metro line than I usually did because I usually was taking the red line. But like by Watergate, it's the blue line. So I had no idea how to get back to my aunt and uncle's house. And it's not like I could have called like an Uber or a taxi because my phone didn't work. So I was just like literally stuck. Jackie, I think it sounds like the dead battery fairy got you that day. Dude, the dead battery fairy very much did. And I mean, it makes for a fantastic story. Because, like, how often do you go to the Kennedy Center? Not very often. How often do you go to the Kennedy Center with a big red backpack that weighs about 60 pounds? Once in mean, a lifetime. I, I mean, I do every Thursday. I don't know about you, but. Yeah, that was a one-of-a-kind day. Yes, I would. That You know, the dead battery fairy strikes me all the time. And it's mainly because I got one of those fancy charging pads for my phone. And when I'm tired at the end of the night, I just don't put it all the way on the charging pad. <laughs> and I wake up and I'm like, curses, a goblin has hit my phone off the charging pad. And I never take accountability for it um, myself. And then I have to like charge my phone to like 15% in my car every morning and hope for the best. But also I mean, it's-, it's that supernatural creature's fault. <laughs> Yeah, and then he has to write some paperwork about me at the D- the DMV headquarters. What should the DMV stand for in this series? That's a good Ask- question. Should it be like direct magic violations. Yes. So wait, can the whole first season be leading up to like when they have to like make their records electronic and that's like the big scandal? Yes. Like oh, it has you know to what? be like passed down. Okay, so you know what should the conflict be? Because it's called fairly adult, right? So there's going to be a human in the human world who's catching on to one of the supernatural creatures that is been um, in his his or her life. I have decided who I want this human to be yet, so we won't choose like a gender or anything like that yet. And the and our supernatural pal i want it to be like a good one i want it to be like a good luck one like what's like a positive thing that randomly happens to you like when you find like five dollars money in your pocket yeah the money in your yeah the money in your pocket pal should that be like a, a gremlin a goblin 
a fairy. Why do why are there the only it? the three? Yeah. Like the money in your pocket fairy or whatever has been almost caught like multiple times, right? So he, he keeps having Right. So he keeps having to go to the DMV to write up his reports, right? About almost being seen. And his like bosses are getting on him and he keeps um he keeps getting worried because he doesn't want to end up decommissioned like a un- the unicorns, the dragons, and things like that. So that's the conflict, right? That he doesn't want to be discovered because if he's discovered, he outie. He outie 5,000. The world gets a little less richer because no one's going to find money in their pockets anymore. And he also doesn't want to risk, you know, the world of magic being discovered because, you know, secrecy is always a big important thing here, right? I would hope so. It's sort of a big deal. So can anybody see these creatures? Like, is it like while you're a kid, you can see them, but once you're an adult, you can't? I mean, it's sort of that concept of it's like that peripheral, I can't ever say it right, peripheral vision. Is that how you say it? Peripheral? Yeah. Like aluminum. No, don't do it. Don't say it. Aluminum. Aluminum. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> were you there that day where we kept arguing about how you say that word i was not but that is something that would happen at the fruit stand yeah it was a wild okay not the point um but like because <laughs> it's like sort of that concept like in the santa claus where like no adults believe in him i'm talking specifically about the movie with tim allen not just like the general concept no, that's um, like the only when you talk about the santa movie like that's what i go to Thank God. Okay, this is why we're friends. Um, <laughs> but like how no adults, like they're just, they don't, or like on the Polar Express, which we talk about way too often, like, mm-hmm. like believe, <laughs> where believing is seeing, not seeing is believing, so right? Tom like Hanks? that's. Are you casting Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks is, has to be one of the characters. Oh God. Like, Can you I be like thought the boogeyman? But like, cause you know how like on his Twitter, he always like signs it with Hanks and it's like single gloves. It's like the boogeyman doesn't want to take your arm. He just wants to put it back on your bed. So you don't oh wake up God. with like a dead arm. No, hey, he should be the Sandman. Cause I feel like he'd be nice and he'd like help you. Like he'd read you a bedtime story and his calming yeah. Tom Hanks voice. And you just feel Sandman very peaceful. Like the man who like leaves like a glass of water when you drink a lot. It's not like the actual like store of the Sandman is like that's why you wake up with like your eye boogers because they put sand in your eyes. We need a fact check again. I know someone fact checked the white girl stat. <laughs> Chucky types <Yeah>. away. <laughs> no, yeah. I thought that's a that's the whole thing, right? I that makes way more sense. I thought it's why you forget things. Oh, maybe. I don't know. We're really bad at this to be considering that we're going to try to make a show out of it. Well, it just means we have something to learn. You know what? Is it, do you, you know see what? this as like a real action or do you see this as animated? I don't. Okay, that's like, you know what I was thinking when I was like doing this? I was like, I sort of want all of these. I want this to be like the Muppets. Oh, so you want them? To, so you don't even want claymation. You want like puppets. I want like humans and muppets. Like, so the humans are humans, and all like the characters that are fairies. So like are, Sesame Street. 
Yeah, but here's the thing. I don't know if that's going to be cost prohibitive. Prohibitive. Oh my god, why can't I say words today? And I knew he was at the fruit stand earlier. I know. Clearly, my I did. I need like um, some caffeine. Um, but also, then do you have to work with like Jim Henson Studios? Maybe we can. The creature, creature shop can help us, or they'll fight us. Dun dun dun. dun. Because oh, it either has to be like, because I, I want, I don't want the creatures to, I want them to be like otherworldly, but like, I don't want them to look like gross CGI. I want them to sort of feel real, but I don't want it to be like a dog wearing sunglasses. Or do you know, I? That very specific. <laughs> Could you imagine like, okay, here's, <laughs> here- here's the 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 parking lot fairy it's just a dog wearing sunglasses and a trench coat (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh i would love it it would be so stupid i mean it's stupid enough that it just works yeah like you know it's like those when people do interpretations of like um like trickster gods and like all things like that and they're like oh it's just like a cat wearing a pirate eye patch and shit shit like that like that's <laughs> like that type of aesthetic i mean you obviously like animals that are like slightly like dressed up i you know why i think it's because i my i have three animals for listeners who don't know and none of them will let me dress them up and i think this is my creative outlet for that that's fair do you see like are you thinking like thursday night nbc comedy block or are you seeing this being like a fox sunday night comedy block Ooh, okay i think it would be better on fox because i think fox lets you get away with stupider stuff if that makes sense yeah well i heard that like brooklyn 99 can use more crass words on nbc oh can like they? certain stuff that they, like there's like certain language that they're using that's like they were like shocked that they got through yeah like, they got like more plot lines on fox Hmm, interesting. I don't know. We can make them have a bidding war over it. That sounds good. And, I mean, I know we talked about Jack's Mannequin earlier, but did you have, like, a specific thing or band for, like, the theme song? Okay, yeah. So, I want this theme song to be very, I don't know, like, otherworldly, but, like, ethereal and very, like, but also, like, sort of, like, a 60s, like, game show. I don't know if that makes sense to anyone but myself. No, but, like, I can see, like, a Three's Company type theme song meets, like, Trent Reznor. Yeah, but you know who I want to sing it? Wild Card. I want it to be Casey Musgraves. That's not a wild card. She's excellent. Okay, good. Thank God. If you were going to be like, who's that? I was going to fight you, Jack. No, she won the Grammy for uh, Best New Artist, even though she's not a new artist. I know. She's so good. No, she didn't win it for Best New Artist. She got it for Album of the Year. Oh, I thought she got more than one. I mean, she did, but it wasn't Best New Artist. That went to her. That's like not her, but like the band her. H-E-E-R. Sorry, that was okay. So I was like, <laughs> so convoluted. Yeah, No. She did not win Best New Artist. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, Casey Musgraves can do it, and then we'll find someone <gasps> to do, like, a dark techno background. She can also be... Okay, also besides Tom Hanks being in this as uh, as the Sandman. Wait, should the Sandman be the villain? I feel like that's so easy, though. That's, like, almost too easy. 
okay, fine. I want someone. <gasps> okay, you know what the villain is? I just decided. I want like the unicorn to be the villain. And I want him because he's been decommissioned and I want him to try be trying to get the money in your pocket fairy. Like I want him to try to be like he's been. Oh, my God. He's been using his unicorn horn to poke holes in people's pockets. So people <laughs> aren't getting the money that <laughs> he's so genius, putting in their pockets. And that's it's why so he's genius. And then like but all is revealed in the end and it's oh, it's going to be so dramatic. Oh, what a twist. That is but, such a good twist. But like that is actually like logical. Yeah, girl, you think this spaghetti mess of my brain makes no sense, but it's really an Olive Garden two for twenty meal up there. I'm game. Free breadsticks, not included. <laughs> but that's why they're free. Well, but back to people in the show. Obviously, Tom Hanks. I sort of want. Um, I always want Zendaya to be in my shows. So who would she be? I want her to be. Some she sort the of human who are like all the stuff's happening to and is getting slightly <gasps> skeptical. Yes, oh, Jackie, you're so smart. I mean, this is called friendship. It's a collaboration. Honestly, this is why if one of us gets hired, both of us get hired. It's like that scene in Step Brothers. Yes, <laughs> I'm so here for it. Step both... Brothers is a classic, so we both win. We're both wearing tuxedos right now. It's our new reptile onesie. Yeah. But Zendaya is in this. And then I want, like, Danny DeVito is going to be in all of our shows. So he's in this show. He's a sock troll. Oh, that is good. He lives under the bridge and he's kept warm by his sock quilt. Yes. <laughs> he's driven there every day by cat taxi. Dun, dun, dun. Crossover. <laughs> There's three, three different pitches now. I'm pretty impressed with that. I think he just broke the record. Honestly, I'm going to find a way for Cat Taxi to be in every episode now. I'm game. And is this so like this is like a workplace comedy? I guess. And the end of the season is, is that they're going to electronic records. Like, I'm making that happen just because I think that's, that's funny. like That's a season cliffhanger. Like, so after, yeah, the, the you think that the, it's all resolved when they find that the unicorn has framed. Uh, <laughs> we need, a cute, like, the cute name for the money pocket. We're going to call him MP. Money launderer? No, like, we're going to call him MP. Those is his initials. Okay. Yeah. Unicorn's trying to frame MP. It's all been resolved. Zendaya has agreed to keep the secret. And then they're like, huh, everything's amazing. Then all of a sudden, the new boss comes in and he's holding, an, he's holding like a tablet or an iPad. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, what, what are you, what are you guys doing around here? It's time to digitize. And then everyone's like, huh? <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then end credits. <laughs> and then the second scene, yes. It's true. Wow. It's time to digitize. Okay. I think we're ready, Jackie. This show is good to go. This show is actually good to go. Not only do we have Muppets, which I love, not only do we have Zenodia and which I our love <laughs> beloved cat taxi of Danny DeVito. And Tom we Hanks. Tom Because Hanks. Uh, that didn't actually work, but like he signs his tweet with Hanks. Wait, uh, Hank, Hanks for the memories. So, Diana, we have a whole wide swath tonight about people who could be interested in our show. For anyone who is interested, where should they find us? So, Jackie, we are all over the internet. They can find us on Twitter, 
on Instagram. Our usernames on both of them are Hyrus Hollywood. If you could write us a nice, polite email at hollywood at gmail.com. Um, or they can go to our website, which is hollywood.fireside.fm because still, we don't know how to buy URLs. And we could probably figure it out, but that seems like a lot of work. So maybe for season two. That's a season two plan. And also, <laughs> this podcast is free. We're working on it. Yeah, we'll get there. I mean, slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, bye, friends. See you next week for the season one finale. Yay! Woo-hoo! <laughs> bye.